All right, so I want to start this week's episode with a little PSA, if you will. A PSA. Hmm, yeah, public, this is ser- new. public service announcement. I learned right. that word just okay. recently. Um, but I feel like this needs to be said because... Okay. Okay, so uh, no... Just say it. Okay, just yeah. say it. So no, Joel and I are not engaged. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering if that, if that was going to come up at some point. Yeah, so the the video that was uploaded last week to social media was, you know, us making a uh, poking fun, a little fun at the Netflix show Love is Blind. And I guess a lot of you guys on my social media circle do not watch, uh, did not watch the show. You too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of messages congratulating us on our engagement. And I was like, oh, I didn't know I was engaged. Who am I engaged to, right? I was, you know, kind of hoping for Michael B. Jordan, but then everyone was talking about us for some reason. You still on Michael and, B. Jordan, huh? <laughs> and it took me a minute. I was like, what are they talking about? And then I realized that they were talking about the fucking Love is Blind TikTok that we did to promote last week's episode. I was so confused, but I'm I'm glad I was not the only one. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm not fully divorced yet. I um, don't know if, if you guys knew that. Also, a PSA. So just so everyone knows, not divorced yet so (laughs) definitely can't get engaged right i guess technically we could but then that'd be like a real hot topic (laughs) the scandal (laughs) the level of criticism right (laughs) (laughs) but you know what damn i think we should have waited a little longer and why we should have probably made some target gift registries for weddings and stuff you know we could have gotten a couple of air air fryers out of it yeah i like where your mind is going with that that actually would have been really funny but also like how many air fryers do you think we would need talking about some well i mean you never know because i mean right now gas is like four or five dollars a gallon you never know if air fryers are going to double in price oh so you're thinking like a businessman Mm -hmm. right now you're Mm -hmm. like we could sell the air fryers and like you know use it in exchange for you know gas because hello yeah (laughs) hello yeah so last week's episode aside from being a hot tiktok you know scandal apparently was about whether or not love is blind or i guess a better way of asking can love be blind, right? We touched on how our dating experiences in correlation with today's society can mislead us into finding love looking from the outside in instead of the inside out. So, And it was definitely a good conversation. Uh, it was a good way of relaying the show's social experiment back to our own relationship and how you and I found love. So true, true. So with that being said, it'd be a great way for everyone out there, you know, all the listeners to question their own relationships, you know, question mm-hmm. what what it is that they're doing and ask your partner, did you fall in love with my mind or my body? Did you fall in love with me for the right reasons? Right. Or yeah. did you fall in love with me because I was hot and then you were just kind of hoping yeah, cause there's that more, I was there's more also just a be, good person? There's more than just being hot. You got to right. appreciate the mind. Right. And, and you know, and I preach that all the time because, you know, being hot is... <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Continue. So um, make sure you go back and listen to last week's episode. Point is, go listen to last week's episode. It was good. All right. So this week's topic actually came up as, uh, Joel, as you and I were driving to our next city for work. And it was a snowstorm. You had Adele playing in the background because... It was a vibe. Yeah. That's, it was a vibe. That's what you do. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, driving, enjoying the scenery. And you, out of nowhere, you're like, so do you believe in God? <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> why are you asking me this as we're driving in the middle of nowhere in a snowstorm well you know so like most people you do some of your most critical thinking or pondering moments you know when you're either like lying in bed getting ready to fall asleep taking a shower or when you're like driving long distances 
distances in like a snowstorm you know i feel like most people do not uh or do actually a lot of thinking about their lives or whatever it may be when any of these situations are happening i think it makes sense um and of course i caught myself thinking deeply during that snowstorm drive that we were going through and i just kind of caught myself questioning my faith right and honestly i feel like that is like a perfectly normal thing to do I feel like people don't like to admit it, you know, on the other hand. But yeah, I feel like we all do it and we just don't talk about it openly with people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I remember at that specific moment I was pondering about it for some reason. I can't even tell you. But in particular, I remember thinking to myself how, you know, I can't be the only person who questions the big mainstream thinking of religion, right? Um So, you know, you were sitting next to me and it made for a good conversation during a snowstorm. And then we decided that it would be a good conversation to have on the show. So, yeah, here we are. I mean, don't get me wrong. It it is a good conversation. And you made me a little nervous, though, because I was like, what is he about to do that? Yeah, he has to ask me this. Where is this going? (laughs) Where is this full going with this? But uh, I I do have to ask with what you were just saying right now. What do you mean by mainstream? Like, because when you when I hear you say it, it makes me it makes me think about like, you know, mainstream churches such as like Watermark, Lakewood, Joel, Joel Olstein, like, you know. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying. Um, so what I mean by that is like major belief systems like Catholicism and Christianity that are organized religions, right? And so, and, you know, the umbrella that falls from from mainstream religious beliefs such as, you know, what you mentioned, Watermark and Lakewood and people like Joel Olstein. Mm-hmm. So, You know, in this episode, we're going to be discussing the question, do you believe in God? And we'll kind of discuss our reasons for our current um, stance on religion and uh, why we feel the way we feel. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and just say it that, yes, I do believe in God. I mean, you know, so we can wrap up this episode now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But I do believe in God. Um, I don't think that I've ever questioned my faith growing up. I just, you know, I just knew that there was, that there is a God. And I guess that goes along with my background, my religious background as well. Yeah, and I think that is one of those things that we are taught at such a young age. And I'm glad you mentioned it because, you know, in a sense, it's engraved into us that there is a God. And then, you know, there is us. And you don't really question that thought or that idea. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like there are such religious pressures that are forced onto our everyday lives when it comes to God and faith and religion. You know, social pressures are defined by a society and a society is defined by the people in it. And the role of religion in society, and I feel like it's always kind of been like this, um, it's, it's always been, you know, place, places like social uh, pressures onto people. And it's not anything new, I think. It's just something that has always been a part of our everyday lives that we don't ever stop to, to talk about. And I mean, you know, questioning your faith and even worse, having an open dialogue about it, it's it's still so taboo, right. you know? Yeah. And and our show is literally categorized as lifestyle and culture. Sorry, as <laughs> lifestyle and culture. So I think we have to talk about these things. Yeah, definitely. And that's a really good way of putting it because it is a very taboo subject. I always, you know, I've always told myself there are three things I don't discuss with people. And that's money, politics, and religion. I only because go ahead. No, I was just gonna say yeah, because like all of them lead to yeah, so kind of heated, horrible debater. heated conversations. Yeah, yeah. not and, even conversations, just like angry screaming at some point. Yeah, and like for me, I, 
it went back to I remember a time uh, I was in my mid twenties or whatever. I was out with friends having dinner, and someone in the group just asked me, "So, hey, what's your religion?" And my immediate response in my head was, "Why? I mean, why, why did they like? Need were to you know? guys even having a conversation no, it, about we, it, or just kind of?" I think what happened was. I had gotten there late because I was at a mass or something with church. And that's why I got to the dinner. I got to the dinner late. Oh, so you kind of, it was kind of brought up like, yeah. oh, sorry guys, I was late because I was yeah, doing and, something with church or and whatever. And it was nothing really that big of a deal. Everyone's like, okay, cool. Because my friends already knew that I was right. involved. So I answered, I answered this person. I was like, well, I'm Catholic. And only to have them, you know, kind of make a face like, like a judgmental, they didn't agree with my religious choices. And this was everybody... At uh, that moment in the group, uh, yeah, it was just one person that was asking me this, but in but the reaction, setting. I mean, uh, no, not so much. I mean, uh, my uh, this because this was this person was a friend of a friend that somebody brought. It they weren't even like in oh, our okay. close circle of friends. Gotcha. She was just kind of getting to know everyone in the group, and I guess it just came up. Well, that, that's kind of bold of her. Yeah, and <laughs> well, for, for her to make a, that face and just kind of like, why? Why are you Catholic? Yeah, and for me, it's like what does it matter what religion I practice? It's not affecting you any, you know, it's my personal choice. And it, I didn't like, it was like almost she was offended, but that's when a, a green light kind of just turned on a green light. That's when a light bulb just kind of turned on in my head. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm better off not discussing religion. Even if somebody were to ask me or bring it up, it's like, no, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. And it is, it's, it's sad that it's that, that big of a taboo subject that you can't even, have a civilized conversation with somebody about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I feel like people will hear you out all day long if you agree on the conversation that you're discussing, you know? But it really is such a heated conversation. It ends up becoming a heated conversation for the most part. Um, people can't ever have a conversation about it because it's just such a passionate thing, mm -hmm. I think, to believe in, in something you can't see, right? Like, Everyone's just trying to prove themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like in that situation. And and I totally understand that perspective because I too was in that position before, right? I think for those of you who don't know this, and I know you know right. uh, you know everything about it, but I used to have, you know, students that I would teach the Bible to, you know, all the time. I preached 70 hours a month to countless people as a Jehovah's Witness. So believe me when I say that I understand what it means to be so passionate in what you believe in. And, you know, now years since I stopped practicing as a Christian, I do, I do find myself, you know, having moments where I don't feel like I'm com fully convinced that in believing in God anymore, right? Oh, okay. and, and, and I would say I'm not 100% I'm not 100% there yet, but I, but I find, I feel like, you know, the percentage that remains that is still convinced or still has that hope or whatever, that faith, um, you know, I'm, I'm holding on to that faith since I was like a child and into, you know, my adulthood now. And, you know, I can definitely say that I have so many, so many doubts and I'm almost there to the point where you know, I feel like, you know, this is why it would be good to have that conversation and kind of like throw that out there, throw those doubts out there. Just, you know, because it is it is human nature yeah. to question things like that. And actually, I'm very surprised because, I, like you said, I know about your, you know, past life with religion and everything, but I wasn't expecting you to say that you're getting to a point where you don't believe in God. Yeah, and yeah. So what, what do you think your reasons are for you swaying more to not believing anymore? So, you know, there are a lot of 
moments where you know I catch myself thinking. But you know, before we continue, I do I do want to say that just because I have my own personal thoughts on organized religion and faith in general, you know, it really doesn't mean that I don't respect someone's practicing faith, right?、Mm-hmm. So. You know, this is just an honest conversation. You know, for those of you who are open minded and can listen to it and process this, awesome. You know,、um, but in either you have that, you'll have that experience listening to this episode, or you know, you either catch yourself wondering, you know, if you're like, okay, you know, you're questioning it yourself at that point, or you may even find more strength in your faith because of it. So, whatever the case may be, I just want to make sure people know, like, you know, I I respect anyone's、mm-hmm. practicing. You know, religion or faith or whatever. I'm just expressing my own experience. Yeah, and I know my experience with you. Whenever we do talk about religion, you are very open. You're very respectful of、yeah. people's beliefs and opinions, even th- even though you don't agree with it. You hear the person out, and you're like, okay, well, let me kind of tell you a little bit about where I'm coming from. Yeah, absolutely, and that goes for like anything. But that's my PSA. But yeah, I mean, I find myself questioning so many things about stuff lately, especially here recently with everything that's going on in the world. I. I just find myself wondering, like, I just don't see how God is letting this happen, right? Like, people like to say that when some someone dies, you know, it's God's will or it was God's doing, and I just don't see how that makes sense to me anymore. Okay,、um, you know, to think that God would allow so much pain and so much suffering in the world just does not sit sit well with me.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like in Catholicism and Christianity, I was taught that the world we live in today is a direct link. To the devil or Satan, you know, as a consequence of what Adam and Eve did, and if this is true, you know, thanks a fucking lot, by the way, Adam and Eve. <laughs> um, but you know, this is all because they are, you know, they ate the forbidden fruit and disobeyed God by listening to Satan. I mean, is that what you were taught too, right? Yeah, it, it's what I was taught. But to my understanding, the apple was put there in a way to give, you know, to give us free will. Um, God gave us the option either take the apple and your guys. And your eyes will be open, and you will all. I'm, I'm butchering that, but let me let me start over. God gave us the option: either take the apple, and your eyes will be open, and you will also feel pain, or you can choose to not take the apple, and you'll li- you'll live here in the Garden of Eden, and you know basically have a perfect life. And obviously, not in those words, of course, but honestly, that's what I was taught. I'm not sure if that kind of goes in line with what what you know about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, but I think the general picture, you know, to think about it is like we're sit we're sitting there and we're being taught that God has let all of these things go as far as they have to prove a point, right? Like、mm-hmm. because Adam and Eve ate a forbidden fruit, like that's what we're sitting here every day in the world for centuries and century on centuries now. Is you know just dealing with the fact that you know they're trying they were trying to prove a point、mm-hmm. and you know with where I stand now the punishment it just does not match the crime anymore what Adam and Eve did just does not match the crime、uh, the punishment does not match the crime anymore and it's just it just doesn't it isn't as logical as one might think when you look at the bigger picture but I mean like does it ever though like does the punishment ever match the crime or Yeah. Oh my gosh. Said the worst lawyer ever. By the way, <laughs>、um, you know, yes, but and I think what you're referring to versus what I'm referring to comes from very separate ideas. You know, you're、mm-hmm. fo- you're focusing more on the justice system, which you know does have everything to do with imperfect human beings being cruel and making those punishments onto other human beings. But what I'm referring to has to do with a higher power that is supposed to be considered perfect and without mistakes, and that's God. Okay. 
Um, does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes a little more sense now because in my mind, when someone start, when someone's talking about like crimes and punishments, I think more yeah. of like a justice system, you know, versus a religious mentality. Yeah, and and you know, the more and more I think about it, I find myself losing more and more of that logic behind that decision. Now, you know, there just there are countless billions of of people who have died in order to prove this point and this point alone. You know what I mean? I, I think so. So just so we're on the same page, what you're saying is that because Adam and Eve ate the apple, now fast forward, countless people are dying or suffering and feeling the pain because of it. Yeah. And, you know, to add on to that, it, it is because God wanted us to see how the world ruled by Satan, you know, would be like. And based off of what I personally learned and was taught was that it is also to prove to Satan and that even after all of that, the suffering and the pain that people are going through, people will still choose God over Satan. Does that make sense? So, so that that's the point that he's trying to prove. Not to us, but a point that he's making to Satan. Okay. So, again, just to make sure we're on the same page, because, I mean, like, I'm, I'm hearing you, but I want to make sure I'm understanding. So, what you're saying is that when life gets hard for us, people will still, tur- people will still turn to God and hope that their faith will turn things around for the better because life can get worse if you stand by Satan. Is that kind of in line with what you're saying? I mean, yeah, that that definitely has something to do with it. But I think you're you're focusing more about the faith versus what I'm trying to say right now, which is that all of this pain and the suffering that is happening is to prove a point, okay? And that point is to Satan. And so with everything that I'm going to be saying today, um, I do want to make it crystal clear that, you know, it is based solely on what I learned and the faith that I practiced that led me to believe and were, you know, the beliefs that I stand by today and where I'm at at this point. So I'm not tech, I'm attacking any one faith over another, right. but yes, um, ideally everything that is being done at this point, everything that all the suffering, everything that's been happening has been to prove a point to Satan that, Hey, even though you're like this is your shitty world and everything that you're that you're allowing to happen or whatever or you're causing you know is happening because people are uh, originally chose to ex- listen to you which was adam and eve so mm-hmm. you know fuck those guys but <laughs> yeah like it was because of them right? right and so now here we are like i mean so many years later and we're still dealing with that point being proven okay so here here's where what I was taught differs a little bit from what you were taught, I think. While, yes, everything you said does make a valid point, in my opinion, a lot of what you're saying goes back to, you know, God trying to prove a point. What I was taught to believe in was that while, yes, Adam and Eve did eat the apple, the forbidden fruit, it came with a lesson more than a punishment. You know, it, there is a difference between a lesson, learning a lesson and being punished for something that you did. I don't think so. No? I think they're the same thing. Okay. But I don't want to you know skewer the the train of thought you're yeah. you're doing so yeah. continue so for me like what i think is like the lesson was that they were given again a choice and one came with a consequence uh with a moment of satisfaction of course while the other choice came with the greatest joys in life after adam and eve you know they take the forbidden fruit they essentially they turn mortal and that's when god gives them their lesson and where the point is you know where the point is made i don't think that now years later god is still trying to make that point he i think he's already made that point already 
Well, and that's the thing. But if he made that point in that moment with Adam and Eve, why is the rest of humanity still dealing with it? Right? Like, right. Yeah, I, I and, and that. that is a part of, of where my doubt comes from. Yeah. And, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, what are we doing at this point, God? Like, you know, we've done, like, if you've done proved your point, you know, to what you're saying, you know, we are, we're out here in World War, World War Three right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, we're still dealing with that, I think. Um, but I think that you know there is that is where one of my biggest doubts originates and i don't see a loving god in the world right now like i don't see it because ultimately that is what any religion involving god preaches and teaches you is that god is love right i'd hate to think that the god that we're supposed to be serving is still trying to prove a point or teach a lesson if you will like how you're saying you know, after everything that's that's already happened, right? Mm-hmm. You know, point proven. You know, that's the that's that's what hold. You know, that's what the um, hold up at this point f- for me begins. Like, you know, what's happening? I think, I think at this point, you know, we're on the same page mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, there was a point proven, which we both believe, right? Right. So why why is it that we're still you know dealing with this? I think. You get my point, right? Um, no, you get my point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do hear what you're saying. And let me tell you where you're wrong. <laughs> no, oh, no I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but um, Catholics. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. No, but uh, seriously, since you mentioned uh, World War Three, you know, I believe that what is happening, you know, uh, with Ukraine and Russia and all that, it, what's happening is to teach us humanity a lesson. You know, these last few years, the world's been so divided because of racism, the presidential election, COVID, mass vaccine. You know, it's been a it's been a whirlwind these last couple of years. So the war, in my opinion, was bound to happen, and I th- be- I believe it's happening to teach us a lesson. And as as cheesy as it sounds, in my opinion, is that we need to be nicer to other people, and you know. Kind of like love thy neighbor again. Sounds super cheesy, but I think that's what it kind of boils back down to because we again we've been so divided. The world's been so divided these last couple of years, and it's kind of like a wake up call. Yeah. Okay. So there's so much that I could go into when it comes to that, but just to keep the conversation moving forward, you know, you're using the word lesson. I'm using the words mm-hmm. to prove a point, which in my head and hindsight are the same thing. So, yeah, I think that we can agree that we've established that the idea of of God, Adam and Eve, and Jesus Christ, and Satan um, is what you and I have already said. Right. But, you know, you know, again, that's where my doubts begin. The idea that there is such a thing as, you know, the loving God that religions paint him to be, why is he still allowing this to happen uh, at this point in time? Because the fact of the matter is... God is allowing all of this suffering and hatred to occur in the world, okay? And if you believe in God, there is no doubting that fact. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a really good question. You know, I, I don't have an answer for it, mostly because I was taught that in tough situations like these, you have to put all your trust and faith in God, you know, and basically hope that everything that is going on was all for, the, for a good reason. So... What's your opinion or your thoughts on on that? I mean, I was taught the same thing, but what is that good reason, right? Right. Um, And in my opinion, if God is real, there is no excusing everything that is happening and has happened in the world anymore. At least not with the loving God that I was taught was out there, right? 
Mm-hmm. It just no longer makes sense to me. Um, and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, okay, so the loving God that we believe in, you know, is letting all of this horribleness occur in the world. And so that's where I, I've, that's where my doubts are. That's partially where my doubts are. But, you know, we've spoken about one of my biggest reasons for having my own doubts, but I, I do want to know why you believe in God. I mean, I mean, I'm interested in hearing your reasons for, you know, where you stand with your faith at this moment. Okay. Ooh, my time to shine. Okay. So uh, my reasons for believing in God, uh, well, honestly, you no, know, because my parents told me there is a God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but okay. So, okay, that's not good enough. Okay. So, um, I know I've I know I've kept saying this. Um, it's something that I was taught, and I keep saying saying that over and over. It's something I was brought up with. Something that because you were, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was too. It, it is, and I've never I've never doubted that there is a God. But it wasn't until you and I started to talk more, and you asked me in a previous conversation why yeah. I believe in God, like 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 right now too, like why why is it that I believe in God? Right. It's definitely a loaded question, and I did start to think why. And I hate the fact that I had to look up an answer. Like I had to go to the interwebs, mm-hmm. interwebs mm-hmm. and research and everything. When I should have the answer already ready to go, there shouldn't be a reason for me to have to dig into my personal right. like faith and everything. to, to get- Yeah, it's like, you know, when I'm asking like, oh, well, why do you believe in God? Then, you know, you were kind of like, uh... Like a deer in yeah. headlights, mm-hmm. you're kind of like I don't know. I mean, because I was taught, yeah. To I mean, that, and that's all I have. Because I mean, when people ask me, like, well, where does your, where do your doubts come from? Mm-hmm. And then that, I mean, I have my yeah. answers, mm-hmm. you know, ready versus not versus the. But I feel like I would be in the same position as you. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody asked me, why do you believe in God? I'm like, I don't know. I found myself having more doubts than I do answers. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, yeah, you you made me think. I hate that. It's like, <laughs> why would you do that while I'm trying to drive in the snowstorm? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's part of why it is so important to have conversations like this. I mean, if you if you are someone who believes in God, I think that's a great thing. Um, there is no harm in having faith in something that brings you comfort and peace. Period. Right? Um, I think that if if having faith in a higher power that is looking after you is what it takes, then that's what it takes. But I also don't feel like it has to be the only answer, and that's why you you know if you catch yourself wondering like, wait why do I believe in God and do I have actual reasons or are these my own, you know, thoughts and not because someone told me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's good to, it's good to reassure yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. I totally get that. Also, um, I think you and I had spoken about this, you know, previous conversations that us as humans, you know, we're programmed to believe in something. I mean, there, there are religions out there who believe in more than one God, while there's other religions out there that believe there is not a God. And it just comes down to what you said, you know, something, what makes you comfortable and feel secure and safe in, your, in what you believe in. And I'm, I'm still stuck on, my, on what my reasons are for believing in God. And again, I have no, I'm, I have no doubt that there is a God, but I'm more stuck on the why, like why I believe in it. You see what you did? You have me thinking. I can't even focus on the podcast. I know, I know. I, hate, I, I know how much you hate to think. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is it is where the biggest misconception comes from. I feel like it's almost, you know, become about tradition when it comes to, to passing on faith, if, if you will, to pass that faith on and on from one generation to another. Mm-hmm. And I think it's why religion will never die out and it will always be taboo to have a conversation about it because... 
that's when it begins to become an issue for people. People just feel uncomfortable, you know, asking themselves those deep questions yeah. of like, okay, you know, where does, where do I come from? Where does, you know, or like, you know, the whole debate about, you know, was it there the egg before the chicken or the chicken before the egg, right? Like, it's just questions that you, that you're like, okay, um, you know, wait, I don't know how to answer this. Yeah, I never liked that question either because it made me think. you know but i feel like this is going to be probably people's least favorite episode honestly because people are just not as open-minded about Mm -hmm. having this conversation um but i mean looking at the general picture when it comes to you like you rudy davila um you know you were born into a catholic practicing family you were raised catholic and now you're a non-practicing catholic and I feel like it's it is important to mention, and regardless of of your current situation being a gay being in a gay relationship at this point, before this you were considered a straight male in the Catholic Church. So, you know, it was you had it set right. Mm-hmm. You know, why did it, why did you stop going? Because you stopped going before you and I even became a thing. Right. Before this even happened. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, so growing up again, yeah, I did practice the Catholic religion. I was, you know, I was, I was doing the whole thing. I was part of the choir. I was in the young adult group. I did some of the mass readings at, you know, at the noon mass back in, back at home. So you were active. I mean, I you were like active, an yeah. active member of your church. And I would say you were, it seemed like doing it wholeheartedly, right? Because you wanted to. Yeah, because anyone going, was forcing you to do it. I wasn't being it. forced. Yeah, I was living on my own. So nobody was forcing me to go. Because oh. your parents were, um, I know I mentioned your parents, but they're not, they're no longer Catholic. Yeah, they're, they're no longer Catholic. They don't they're, identify as Catholic anymore. Right. Either. Where are they again? Uh, I think Methodist. Is Methodist? Yeah. I know, I, th- I know so. it's no longer Catholicism. Um, but so even after they left, you were still going. Yeah, still. And okay. Like for me, I think the only reason I stopped going to church in the beginning was because of work. You know, I was no longer in Dallas. I was traveling city to city. I work weekends, Saturday, Friday, Friday through Sunday. Mass goes on on Sunday. Granted, yes, mass does go on a couple of days during the week. But by the time I find a church and that I want to go check out, am I even going to like it? Because every ma- every church is different. They practice the the sermon differently, or they read it differently. Uh, you won't get the same message across just by going to a different church down the street. Which is interesting because you would assume that you're being taught the same thing because this is all coming from the the Catholic mm-hmm. Church itself. It's supposed so, to be the same Bible and the same uh, right, readings and everything. Right, okay. I guess it's just the way that the, the priest or the father breaks down that reading for that, that week or whatever. He'll They'll read it. It could be the so same. So they interpret it? They'll interpret it different. Okay. But it read the same, interpreted different. <laughs> okay, so I'm, 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 this I'm asking because I'm trying to radiate, reiterate for for a reason. We'll okay. I'll mention that later. But yeah, uh-huh. I don't like you planning things in your head. No, I'm not planning <laughs> anything. I'm just like you know because it does. I just I want to. I don't know. I'm just putting emphasis on certain things mm-hmm. because I feel like it is important to to look at the bigger picture right. of those things. So so that's the initial reason as to why i stopped going back when i was in my early 20s so nothing to do with the fact that you didn't have, like stop believing or no, you didn't have any lack of faith it was no. just yeah because a I'm, matter of of convenience when mm-hmm. it came to to work and traveling yeah because i mean stuff. again i was back. but i mean why why not go to i mean i don't know i guess you kind of mentioned why but you guess but you could go to a to a church here it's it's different because again uh, the reason why I say that because when I was in Dallas I used to go to the uh, to the Catholic Church in downtown Dallas the mm-hmm. cathedral that was the church I would go to and yeah, then it's at right one, in front of the opera house 
Yes. That's uh, a really beautiful church. I, yeah. I used to go there. I was baptized, it's confirmed. Nice. And, there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And Fancy. <laughs> fancy Catholic queen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, like with work, uh, when I was still working in Dallas, there was, you know, obviously there's numerous Catholic churches in Dallas. Uh, there was one that was down the street from the bank I used to work at. So I was like, okay, well, I'm off of work early. Let me just go to this church. Now, just to give you kind of a a picture, the Catholic church in downtown Dallas, predominantly almost about 95% Mexican, at least the new okay. mass, yeah. And the church I went to after work one day, not the cathedral in downtown, it was another church. It, I was the only Mexican person in there. The majority of the congregation was Asian. Oh, that's funny. There's Catholic Asians and... I mean, it's not funny that there are Catholic Asians, I believe that. It's right. just, it's funny that there were just majority of them were were asian and it's weird again this is just to just to kind of paint a picture uh, no, i'm not i'm not saying this goes to every asian catholic church but this is what i experienced with me trying to venture out to another church because the sermon was in in asian i'm no. sorry Ooh, that sounded so racist <laughs> i'm sorry the, this well, i meant asian because whatever asian they were but i'm saying like it was in that, their language you're gonna get us canceled <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sitting i'm sitting in Guys, church i'm, I'm, I'm asian you're japanese way. I'm Asian. Okay. That's Asian. Okay, let me get back to my story. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at this uh, Catholic church, and you know they're reading the the script, the sermon, the scriptures, and I understand it. I I'm reading, I read it, and I'm listening to what they're saying. They started talking about money and finances, and how much you should spend on going out, how much you should spend on X Y Z. And I'm like, I didn't come here to listen to how somebody's telling me how to spend my money and how much to give the church. Yeah. So that was my experience. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to other church except for the cathedral in, in Dallas. Interesting. Okay. So now, now, you know, fast forward to, I'm older now. And yes, there is something holding me back from returning to Catholic Mass. I wonder what that is. <laughs> I don't, oh shit, sorry. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't. I think it's because I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I stand with Catholicism anymore. Okay. Um, yes, churches do welcome gay, lesbian, or whatever one identifies with in the LGBTQ plus community. However, but I, when doing my research mm-hmm. for this episode, I did find out that on January 26, 2022, literally about less than two months ago, Pope Francis released a statement saying that parents who see different sexual orientations in their children and how to handle this, how to accompany their children and not hide, not hide behind an attitude of condemnation. Okay. Basically it's saying that parents should support their gay children and not condemn them. I hear that. And you know, it also goes on to say, so it sounds like a good thing. Yeah. Cause I know the church for the longest time has been not supportive mm -hmm. of, of the community. So, yeah, and it also goes to uh, goes on to say that gays have a right to be accepted by their families as ju- as children and siblings. Yeah. So of course I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, it's it's you're like, okay, we're heading in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, we're, we're we're getting there. And then uh, I keep reading. You know, I should have stopped, but I kept reading. It go the article went on to say that the Catholic Church cannot accept same sex marriages, and priests also cannot bless same sex unions. So of course I'm confused by this because not only are they are they is the Catholic Church telling parents to support gay children and families and whatnot. So on one hand, on one hand they're saying support your children, support them, don't exclude them like that, you know, accept them for who they are, but we're not gonna recognize same sex unions. Okay. And it it's kind of a, a double standard. It's like absolutely, yeah. So we support you from a distance. So yeah. 
Yeah. Like, how can you support, you know, the LGBTQ plus people or community, but not support same sex union? Like, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, I definitely could see why you feel the way you feel at this point. Right. Um, but again, I guess, let me ask you this. Does it change the way that you feel about let me ask you two separate questions. Does it change the way that you feel about the Catholic Church at this point in time for you? Oh, yes, 100%. Can um, you elaborate on that? Yeah, because, again, when I was younger, those topics did not reflect my life and the choices I wanted for the future versus now, the the life that I'm in, you know, the life that you and I are in together, it affects, you know, it affects me or it affects us in a bigger picture. You know, for me, growing up, the church was somewhere I would always go to for, you know, support or... Comfort. Comfort, yeah. If something yeah. was not right, I would go to the church and just kind of sit there and just take it all in. And now I can't... I feel like I wouldn't be able to go in comfortably because I would feel like um, not so much lying to the church for me being there, but just... But fact, hiding it. Hiding it because if they knew my... my uh, not back, feeling comfortable. Yeah, it's like everything that you were feeling is now in contradiction mm-hmm. or contradicting to how you used to feel yeah because how am i going to sit there and take the you know take the word uh, from the bible and the mass and everything and who's to say that as soon as they find out i'm in a gay relationship it's like completely they might do a complete one i mean their demeanor it's going to probably yeah. change yeah yeah so that's why um it makes it makes me think now and and so and it makes sense and i understand why you would feel the way you feel when it comes to that right but you know Thinking about that that picture that you're painting at this point, it has everything to do with people, right? Like people who are a part of that same church that you're go- that you're going to, or that mm-hmm. same practicing religion that you that you practice. But now, as far as your faith goes, and as far as your believing in God, has that changed any now that you are in a gay relationship? No, I, I, I mean, I still believe in God. If that's what you're asking, yeah. No, I still believe in God. I mean, that that doesn't change my beliefs in the God I believe in. It's kind of it's kind of hard for me to the God that you were taught to believe. Yeah. In. Okay, and, and what about as far as your now the practice of my of the religion that I'm that I'm classify myself under that might change a little bit just because it's not. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm I'm getting the support that one goes to that yeah in that one would want. Mm-hmm. Um okay. And so and this is another conversation you know we don't have time to cover every single little thing that comes into our head as we're discussing it which is why we have a general sense of what we want to discuss and then I'm kind of throwing like a left you know a left field throwing out a throwing it out of left field but I am curious at this point, do you believe that God loves you the way that you are? Do you believe that God accepts you for the way that you are? That's a really good question. <laughs> how, fucking, like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> you start crying. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, it's a deep question and you don't have to like, you know, f- give us a full spiel. Mm-hmm. But I am curious. It's, I mean, it could be as simple as a yes or no, or I don't know. Um, Me personally, like I do feel the love from i guess from god but at the same time what you and i have what you and i you know the love that you and i have for each other is not accepted in the eyes of the catholic religion catholic church okay and so and i get that right and so 
And that comes from your roots and your in the in Catholicism. Mm-hmm. So for me, if if the in reversed question to to me, I feel like um, based off of what I was taught in Christianity, right? God understands and knows the trials and tribulations that any one person is going through. So He understands that we are imperfect. He understands that we're born into a world of sin. He understands that you know, there are temptations around us. He understands all of those things, but he sees in detail who you are as a person, what's in your heart and what your intentions are. And so I've convinced myself because I feel like it's been very hard for me because I was practicing, you know, my religion for so many, for so many years and, you know, preaching it the way that I was preaching it. But I've had to do a lot of convincing myself and accepting myself when it comes to the eyes of God, because it was hard, right? It is hard. I feel like, you know, and and, and anyone in a situation like that, you know, being gay or whatever you're dealing with, and knowing that God, quote unquote, does not accept that or isn't, um, you know, doesn't tolerate that, it is very difficult to come into terms with your faith. And so for me, I've had to do a lot of convincing myself that God understands what happened to me as a child. God understands what I'm dealing with now as an adult and how it is not easy. And I think that ultimately he sees who I am as a person and as a human being. And so there's that side of me that does have that faith and that hope still that believes that. Right. You know, but then there's that other side that has the doubts and that's where, so it's, it is very, it's, it's, I think it's just human nature mm-hmm. to feel like this sometimes. So, but I do. Ca- that's where that that tug of war is happening. See, that right makes now. that makes more sense because we've never talked about that like in 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 conversation or before this podcast. What you just told me right now about you. Yeah, and you know, I I am glad that you brought up the the Pope because it leads me to my next doubt when it comes to organized religion. And hear me out, I'm not attacking the Pope, <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like people have ruined faith and faith in God. And furthermore, in in a way, humanity has tainted what that original message was that God was trying to to put out there out of pure convenience for personal agendas, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, to have imperfect human beings, and this is just my opinion, to have imperfect human beings leading what is supposed to be a perfect, you know, beings, in this case, God's purpose, makes no logical sense. Maybe at one point it did, but at this point in time, we have people who who claim that somehow they're being guided or have been chosen by God to make decisions for the masses. And to me, it does not make sense anymore. How is it logical that even after God has left humanity to fend for themselves because of everything we've already discussed, you and I, that he's working with imperfect human beings to make decisions on earth for God? And we just have to take their word for it. You know, that to me sounds like the ultimate convenient situation for any one person or group to be in. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on this for any one person or groups of imperfect people to be leading others in their faith like that. You know, I'm just, I'm curious because I I don't think we've actually uh, talked about that uh, aspect of practicing religions either before. Right. So before I answer that, I do have a question for your question. In okay, <laughs> let me answer your question with a question. In Catholicism, we have we you know we have a pope, obviously, yeah. And um, so does the Jehovah's Witness religion 
have a person or people of that, I guess, quote unquote, prestige, like up there in, in, I guess, level, or I'm not sure what you would call that. Yeah, I mean, I know where you're asking. Um, So in, in Jehovah's Witnesses, there is a, a level of, I guess, hierarchy, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the actual kingdom hall, because we call our churches kingdom halls, um, where we go and we worship or whatever. And I say we because that's what I used to do. I, I no longer so identify they. as a as a Jehovah's Witness. So yeah, I guess I would have to properly say they. Um, you know, come together um, and practice their faith there is there's a thing called elders okay and mm-hmm. so it's not just one person it's a group of of people who have to go through certain measures to get to what to that point of become being an elder and um you know and so let me just say this you have my dad who is now an elder from my understanding my bio dad who's now an elder and he cheated on my mom and ruined their marriage and abandoned his children but he's an elder so um anyway you went through a lot there I just, i'm throwing the jab that needs to be thrown um, you, you need a drink <laughs> but there are elders and it's just to prove my point but um so there's he so there are elders and they as a group, make decisions for for the church, right, okay. or for the kingdom hall, and so above them are so and so and so and so. But then above all of them are what you call um, a hundred and forty one of the or some of the hundred and forty four thousand. Okay. So these are the hundred and forty four thousand is mentioned in the Bible as these are the people who are human beings who are on earth, on on earth who are basically angels walking on earth okay like they are born and from the moment they're born they know that they are angels and when they die they're going to go to heaven so these people were the founding members the founding people who started um the church of jehovah's witnesses or or the organization of jehovah's witnesses so they those people help construct what is now known as Jehovah's Witnesses and they kind of set the foundation for that. So now you have, you know, uh, a couple of people because they're spread throughout centuries mm-hmm. is the idea. And we do they so, do. So they're not all so they're not all born at once, all 140. No, no, no. Okay. They're scattered as, you know, through time. So um as time goes on. So I mean like we may have or they may have one that's born, you know, next week or tonight or whatever you mm-hmm. know but the idea is that they're the ones who kind of help guide the church okay it's kind of a lot to take it, in it is but yes so how many would you say are left i mean i don't really know anymore um i know that a lot of them have who have been claimed and like have already claimed it or whatever and um there are certain and from my understanding like quote unquote test if you will that they have to go through to to know um so there's not many though there's Co- not many left. COVID, huh? <laughs> so there's not many. I don't know what you meant by that, but they're dying off because of COVID. Oh my gosh, no, no, okay. <laughs> but um, but I'm like, what does COVID have to do with anything? <laughs> but yeah, so so from my understanding, there's not many left. Okay, but they're the ones who they're like our pope. Okay, so you have 144 of them, 144,000. Thousand, of them. yeah. And, okay, so ish in Catholicism, we have the pope, just one, just one. And um, well, you've had many, we've many had many ones. over the time, uh, many, many ones, ones, but only one. <laughs> pope at a time so yeah uh, to go back to go back to your question i don't agree with one person you know telling in this case 1.2 billion catholics in the world what is wrong or right you know what's a sin what's and what's accepted in the religion 
Though Pope is considered to be, you know, a successor of St. Peter. So what does that mean? I'm glad you asked, Joel. So he's, he's appointed. He does not hold any kind of bloodline to St. Peter or bloodline to Jesus or anything like that. So at the end of the day, the Pope is also a human, just a human being who can commit a sin like any, like any Catholic, any he's prisoner. An, he's an imperfect human being. Yeah. yeah. He's still mortal and everything. And he too must attend confession to repeat, to repent any sins. So I know I'm not supposed to think that way and that the Pope is the highest and the almightiest on the land, on, on earth. But it is a hard concept to grasp. Is like, why is this person who's appointed to this position have a say-so in how I live my day-to-day life as a Catholic. Yeah, and so, and to, and to your, to the point of, of this, you know, specific part of the conversation, I do find it interesting because, again, I feel like it is out of pure convenience that we have set organized religions at this point. Um, money-making business, as far as as far as I, I that's how I it, feel. Yeah, it really is, especially Catholicism. I mean, I've, I've been to the Vatican. Yeah. it is beautiful, right? And part of that's mine because I put money into that <laughs> to the Vatican, right? Right. But you know, while while the Pope does not um, have any financial gain, I guess not, you could he, say yeah, he does not get a salary. Everything he does, he's given by the church, right? Right. But like, hey, they set him up pretty well. Like, I mean, he's well taken care mm-hmm. of you know, regardless of, of that fact. Um, but I do find it interesting that, you know, you have this one specific person who kind of changes, can change anything pretty much. Um, like the fact that he, cause like how you mentioned him saying about, you know, the LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus community, you know, he mentioned, he goes on to mention that. And so like, now it's like, okay, so everyone except, you know, the LGBTQ plus community, but not really. Yeah. You know, but it's just kind of interesting how the back and forth with with that kind of thing. And the thing about Catholicism that people that there's people that are still holding meetings, people of power in the in the religion, they're still holding meetings every so often just to kind of stay on up to date on what's going on in the world because ex like what, 10, 20 years ago they Catholics yeah. weren't meeting to discuss the, what LGBTQ plus people can and cannot do in the Catholic religion. So obviously they're still meeting and still kind of updating the quote unquote, the rules of the religion. Yeah. Like there has to be a sense of adaption because times have changed. Mm-hmm. Right. And they continue to change. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start with my Kosovo takeaway. If you don't have anything else to add. No, yeah, we're good. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, at this point, I feel like, you know, faith and believing in God would hit so much different if it wasn't forced, obviously. If if we didn't have organized religion pressuring people into believing in God on their terms, right? Imagine how different it would be and how much more impactful or powerful it would feel if we believed in a higher power because we naturally felt it. If we, on our own, and with our own human and natural senses, felt a sense of faith overwhelm us in that way. Like, how beautiful would that feel? Not because society expects you to, but because God compelled you to, because it was in your nature to do so. And I think that we would be having a very different conversation if that was if that was the case. You know, 
I feel like people, unfortunately, as I mentioned before, have tainted this idea, and I don't believe it. It is no longer attainable, um, not without the influence of others being engraved into your belief system, unfortunately. So, you know, if you have doubts, I feel like it is perfectly natural to have those conversations. I think we should make it an acceptable environment and not, emphasis on not, a hostile environment for people to have those open conversations with others. I, I, didn't, I don't ever see that happening. Any, I don't see it ever. Like, I just don't. Um, but it is wishful thinking. Um, I can say that at this, at this point in time, I do find myself asking a lot of questions and raising more doubts than answers. But I am in a place where I'm happy with my life, you know, and who I am without practicing any one faith. Um, what I do try to practice and preach about is being kind to others and being a good person to others. The world is so big and it is full of possibilities. So the fact that I could be completely off with my doubts is absolutely possible. Absolutely. But it is why I have an open mind and not a closed one. You know, there is so much more that I that I know we could discuss when it comes to our faith, but maybe we can continue this conversation on another episode or not, because we are running out of time. Um, plus, we'll kind of have to see how the public reacts to this one first, right? Yeah, hopefully, the Asian <laughs> Catholic community does not cancel us. <laughs> does not come for us. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. And the thing is, that's, that's part of your people. Oh, I mean. my God. I was just <laughs> saying, yeah, whatever, go back and listen to what I said. <laughs> All right. So, for me, I found myself lost down the rabbit hole as I was reading up on Catholicism. I found out a lot of interesting things that I didn't know back then when I was practicing up until now. Obviously, you know, my life has changed in the 10 plus years or so from the last time I was practicing Catholic. Uh, you know, as has my way of thinking changed? Yeah, of course it has. And um, certain things do affect me now more than back then. I still do believe in God, even after doing this episode and, you know, questioning some of my own reasons for believing in God. I do believe that everything happens for a reason. And, you know, we, humanity, uh, we weren't just left here to fend for ourselves. I am, you know, I am grateful that you and I can have these type of conversations and, you know, we don't get offended or we're not aggressive towards each other. And, you know, it's just everyone has a different way of thinking. And that's just it should be, you know, it should be OK for someone to talk to someone else about their religious beliefs, you know, again, without get without it getting hostile. It's also perfectly normal to question your own beliefs or religion from time to time. I know as far as Catholicism goes. You're not supposed to question it, but again, the world is constantly changing. I mean, the Vatican, again, the Vatican still holds meetings. They, they change their own rule book from time to time. And uh, that's also why we have an Old Testament, New Testament for the Bible. But again, that's a whole other topic, a whole other conversation. And with that being said, I do feel like I need to do more research to see, you know, to see where I personally stand with Catholicism, because from what I've been reading and researching, it does not seem as if they're okay with the way that I'm living my life, which is a shame because I, you know, I too am perfectly happy with the route that my life is going and I don't intend on changing, you know, the way I feel or the way I am living my life to appease one person in power in the Catholic religion. Preach. <laughs> so, um, with with that, uh, we are going to have a little fun with the episode that we're going to be doing next week. And we're going to do something slightly out of character for us. You know, change the course of the show a little bit. Are we going to dress in drag? 
Okay, no. no? Okay. No, no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Um, but we are going to be discussing unpopular opinions on the show. And just to, guys, just to give you guys a little example of what we will be talking about, unpopular opinion, open marriages can work. Hmm. Okay. I, I can see why you're divorced now. Okay. <laughs> that's just to give you guys a little idea of... of uh, and by the way, that's not my... Okay, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> all right. So, if, uh, yeah, be sure to tune in next week. Uh, with that, make sure you check out our show on all major streaming platforms. Definitely rate, subscribe, and share the episode uh, to help us out. And make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us under the at Kosovo podcast handle on Instagram and Twitter for now. Use our, has- use our hashtag at Kosovo to keep up with what we're doing and make sure you catch a new episode every single Tuesday. Thanks guys. All right. See ya. Bye.